Good day and welcome to For the Love of Pets. This is Dr. Don Shreves of the Pottsgrove Animal Hospital in Pottstown, Pennsylvania. Today we're going to be doing a neuter on a live patient. Um, so you're gonna, we're going to describe the surgery and all the pre-op and everything we go through. Um, so you have an idea of you know, how it's done and you know, how safe it can be and how they're well monitored to make sure that they get through everything just fine. So give me a minute and we'll be back with some uh, pre-op information. So good morning and welcome back to For the Love of Pets. This is Dr. Donald Shreves, owner and operator of the Pottsgrove Animal Hospital. Today we're going to be doing a neuter on a patient. He is a six-month-old Cocker Spaniel. His name is Donovan. He is actually my sister's dog. Um, what we're going to do first is a full examination to make sure everything looks and sounds okay, that there's nothing physically that may cause the anesthesia to be more of a risk for him. Unfortunately, there is always a small risk to anesthesia no matter what you do but we want to make sure we minimize that risk as much as possible. So we're going to do a full physical examination on the patient. So we're going to look into his eyes, make sure they're nice and clear, which they are. We're going to check his ears. And they're also nice and clear, so that's good. We look in his gums, they're nice and pink. His capillary refill time is about one second, so that's good. Blood flowing nicely. Lymph nodes are normal size, so that is excellent. We're going to use an ear thermometer, and we're going to take his temperature. His temperature is 101.5, which is normal, so that's wonderful too. Now we're going to use our stethoscope. We're going to take a listen to his heart, make sure he's got a good steady rhythm, make sure there's no murmurs. We're going to take a heart rate, and we're going to ask Alexa, give me a timer for six seconds. Alexa, give me a timer for six seconds. Six seconds, starting now. All right, so his heart rate is about 155 over the six seconds. Alexa, stop. Alexa, give me a timer for six seconds. Six seconds, starting now. Alexa, stop. His respiratory rate is about 200, but he is panting because he's nervous, and that's very normal. Um, but his lungs sound clear, his heart rhythm is good, there's no murmurs, so he's a nice healthy boy there. He has no umbilical hernia, so that's wonderful, and both of his testicles are present in the scrotum. No evidence of fleas. So in general, he's a very nice healthy boy. So. What we're going to do now is we're going to take a little bit of blood because we're going to run what we call a PTAPTT. This is a blood test um, that checks his clotting factors to make sure that he's going to clot okay once we start doing the cutting in the surgery. So we're just going to draw a few drops of blood. Um, he may not like this as some animals don't. So if you do hear a yelp, uh, I apologize. It just means he wasn't overly thrilled with having blood drawn, but who is, right? So. All right, Donovan, boy, can I see this Paul real quick? You are such a good boy, so brave, such a brave, brave puppy. You're doing great, bud. Here we go, a little tiny pinch. Whoops, little 
tank. Okay. What a and we got the blood tank. You're so brave. He's not even a peep. He is such a brave, brave boy. So this is going to take about 10 minutes to run. So I'm going to pause it right here, and we'll be back as soon as we have the results of this. All right, well, welcome back to For the Love of Pets. Um, we finished running the blood work on our patient, Donovan Shreves. We ran what we call a PTAPTT, which, again, checks his clotting profile. So the PT um, was greater than 35 seconds, so it's a little slower than normal. His APTT was 151, so again, a little slower than normal. Um, the good news is we're going to be using a laser to do the cutting, so it cauterizes a lot. So the slowness factor shouldn't really be a problem using a laser. If I was using a scalpel blade, it definitely would be a little bit more of a factor. There'd probably be a little more bleeding. All right, so we're going to give him an injection of a pre-op uh, medications. It's actually a combination of three medicines. It contains uh, butorphanol, which is a mild pain medication. Acepromazine, which is a mild sedative, and atropine, um, which helps to prevent his heart rate from going too low. And then we add an additional amount of atropine on just to protect his heart a little bit more. So we're going to be doing an injection of 0.3 cc's of that combination and 0.4 cc's of atropine um, into his muscle and his back leg. And it's going to take about 5 to 10 minutes to take effect. So um, we will pause it once we've done the injection and um, we'll come back when we're ready to anesthetize him so we can prepare for surgery. So we'll go ahead and bring him on out, guys, nice and easy. And we're just going to do a little pinch in the hiney. Just a little pinch in the back leg, Mr. Donovan, make you kind of sleepy, okay, buddy? So, be brave, boy, with me. Here we go, a little pinch. Whoops. Okay. And it's oh, done. Good, good boy. boy. All right, so that's going to take about five to ten minutes to kind of make him sleepy and take full effect. So, we're going to pause here, and we'll be back as soon as we're ready to start surgery. All right, so welcome back to For the Love of Pets. Now that we've given the pre-op injection time to work, and make the patient a little sleepy, we're going to do his anesthetizing injection and then proceed into surgery. So we should only have like one more pause and then we will be into surgery. So we're going to do an IV injection of a medicine called Telazol, uh, which is my preferred anesthetic. Um, it should make him very, very, very sleepy so that we can then put him on a gas inhalant anesthetic to get him through the surgery. All right, big guy, we're going to do a little pinch, a last little pinch, I promise. Here we go, whoops. All right, good boy, that was wonderful. He was so brave. He's going to get kind of sleepy in a moment, and then we're going to bring him over to the surgical table. What's that? Okay, so we've brought him over to the surgical table. Now we're going to place a tube into his trachea so he can breathe throughout the surgery on oxygen and some uh, gas that we call sebofluorine. It's a very good, very safe anesthetic. It works really nice. Um, very smooth on, very smooth off, and it smells good too. So we've just placed the endotracheal tube, and we're just gonna tie it into place for him now. And then we're gonna lubricate his eyes with a little bit of a mineral oil so that they stay moist and don't dry out under surgery since Animals' eyes do not close while they're under anesthesia. And then we are going to place him on his side and we're going to trim his toenails. We do not need to trim his toenails. He got groomed less than uh, seven days ago. Okay, so we will skip the toenail trimming that we normally do. We're attaching him up to the oxygen and the anesthesia. So now we're going to place some ties 
around his feet so that we'll be able to hold it in place on his back while we do the surgery. And then we are going to turn him up onto his back and keep him on top of a bear, what we call a bear hugger. It's a warm air blanket, so you'll hear the noise from it once we turn it on. It helps to keep his body temperature up and we don't have any kind of hypothermia, which unfortunately can happen if they're on a cold steel table and hypothermia can be very, very dangerous um, when doing anesthesia. And you wouldn't even know it unless you were monitoring their temperature, which we will be. But either way, he's gonna be on a warming blanket because we put all of our patients on a warming blanket to keep them warm. So now we're securing him into place on his back so that we may have access uh, to neuter him. I'm going to place a small esophageal stethoscope. This is a stethoscope that kind of just goes down his throat and sits next to his heart so that we can hear his heart beating and his breathing really well and make sure that everything is going good on that. So we're just going to quick place that. Meanwhile, my technician has started to shave his prescrotal area. And she's going to shave that and the scrotum so that all the fur has been removed so there's no chance of contamination during surgery. In the meantime, I'm going to begin hooking him up to anesthetic monitors. Um, I'm going to need a slightly bigger cuff here for the blood pressure monitor. Three is not big enough, so I need a four. So we're going to, our monitors will monitor his EKG. It will monitor his heart rate. If you don't have a four or five, we'll do. Oh, there's a four, okay. It will monitor his EKG. It will monitor his heart rate his breathing rate, his temperature, and his blood pressure. So that, again, making sure that he is doing good under anesthesia um, the whole time while he's under. We've set the gas anesthetic at 2% fluori, which is a nice low maintenance dose. It's usually enough to keep him down through the entire surgery. Um, and we will slowly decrease that as we get closer to the end of the surgery itself. In the meantime, we're just gonna continue hooking him up to the monitors. Um, we placed a rectal probe for his temperature. That will keep his temperature monitored. I'm placing a small clip on his tongue. It's what we call a pulse ox. And it's going to monitor his oxygenation. So it's going to look for um, his oxygen, make sure that he is breathing fine, and that the oxygen uh, is getting diffused into his blood properly. I've also connected what we call a catnograph which is going to monitor his end tidal CO2. So it's going to monitor how much uh, carbon dioxide he is breathing out. And it's also going to uh, monitor his breathing rate and rhythm. So we'll be able to see that actually on the monitor itself. Lastly, I'm hooking up an EKG. So we place some clips on his front legs and on his left back leg, which will then give us a tracing of his heart rate so that, that we know that that is normal and that he's doing okay under anesthesia. So we're turning on the monitor now so we can monitor um, all the things that we just discussed to make sure our patient is doing very well under anesthesia. Meanwhile, my tech is continuing to shave his prescrotal and scrotal areas. Uh, he's a bit of a furry boy, so it's gonna take a few minutes to do that. In the meantime, the oxygenation is reading 95%, which is excellent. Anything above 90 is wonderful. Um, we're waiting for his heart rate to come up now. So we were going to wet down his, pro, his uh, EKG clips. That sometimes helps for them to start reading. And we're going to a heart rate of 128, so that is wonderful. 
So we're maintaining that, you know, very nicely. His tracing is coming up now and it is good and normal and steady. So that is excellent. So we're just now going to be continuing to wait for the shaving to be completed. Again, he's kind of a hairy boy. So it does take a few minutes to do that. So we get it shaved because you don't want any hair causing any kind of contamination um, within uh, the surgical field. So we're going to take a few minutes. We're going to shave him up. We're going to get him vacuumed. We're going to scrub the skin with some betadine and alcohol and chlorhexidine. And then um, we'll be back in just a few minutes um, to get started on the actual surgery. Okay, so welcome back once again. Um, we are in surgery here with Donovan Shreves doing a neuter. Um, we have now fully scrubbed, and shaved, vacuumed, and scrubbed his pre-scrotal and scrotal areas. We used an, an out, uh, alternating scrub of betadine and alcohol with a final uh, scrub of chlorhexidine solution. We have draped the patient with a sterile drape, and I have scrubbed my hands and placed sterile gloves on my hands. So now we are preparing to make our first incision. Um, we use a surgical laser, a CO2 laser. It cuts much nicer and much cleaner, and there is a lot less bleeding. So we're going to make a small incision in the front of the scrotum. We're going to push his testicle up under the skin forward, and then we're going to cut right over top of it on the midline using the laser. We're going to cut through the skin, which we're doing right now. And that beeping you hear is the laser doing its cutting. And then there's a vacuum to take away the smoke. And then we're now going to start cutting through the subcutaneous tissue, again, right over top of the testicle. So we're actually pushing up a little on the testicle so that it comes up against the skin. And once we've gotten through the what we call the tunica vaginalis, we will be able to just simply pop the testicle up through the incision as I just did. So now what we do is we tear off the tunica vaginalis to expose the remaining part of the testicular stalk. Um, which is a muscle, some vessels, and the spermatic cord. We use a hemostat and we clamp that um, so that it will not bleed. And now we're going to take some suture material. In this case, I'm going to use uh, size zero chromic gut. Um, and we're going to pass a ligature around the testicular stalk. And then we are going to tie that with a surgical tie, creating essentially a square knot. We're going to put six throws and one tie is is equal to one throw. So we're going to do six to make sure that the knot is secure and it will not come open after we replace it back into the scrotum. Once we've done that, we're going to cut off the ends and we're going to place a second suture around the testicular stalk again, right next to the first one. Again, we're going to do six throws to make sure that the knot is secure. So Four, four throw, five throw, six throw. There we go. All right, so now that that's done, we're going to take another clamp and we're just going to grasp the edge of the spermatic stalk below where we've tied it and we're going to cut above it so that we can remove the testicle itself. And that's done. Now we're going to look at the stalk and we're going to make sure there's no bleeding coming from where I just cut through it. And there is not. So we're going to replace that back into the scrotum. And that is one testicle removed. Now we're going to go to the second testicle. This is going to be his right testicle. Again, we're going to push it up a little bit by the incision, and we're just going to make a small incision through the subcutaneous tissue to the tunica vaginalis, where we will be able to, once again, just pop the testicle up through the incision. And there it is. With that done, we again tear the tunica, 
and the subcutaneous tissue so that we expose the stalk. Clamp it, two clamps. And then once again, using the zero chromic gut, we're gonna place two ligatures around it with six throws each on them so that we will prevent any bleeding coming from the stalk once we cut out the testicle. So one down, one to go. Second ligature placed. Patient is doing excellent under anesthesia. What are his readings right now, ladies? 107.94. Manual heart rate matches. Okay, so 107 of a heart rate and 94 oxygenation rate. And that is wonderful. Um, so now I'm going to place a clamp on the edge of the cord and we're going to cut the testicle, the, the spermatic stalk to cut out the testicle. It's now gone. Again, we're going to check for any bleeding. We don't see any. It looks great. We're going to replace that back in the scrotum. We're now going to turn his SIVO anesthesia down to one because we're going to be done here in just a minute or two. So now we're going to take some other suture material. In this case, we're using a 2-0 Vicryl, which is a braided soft suture material. And we're going to do what we call a subcuticular pattern, which is basically we're going to make a knot at one edge of the incision. And then we're going to kind of go back and forth along just underneath the skin um, until we get to the other end where we will do a second knot. And then we will do a little tissue glue to bury that knot underneath the skin. So with neuters, we do not put in, I do not put any skin stitches. Some doctors do. That is perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, this is just the way I prefer to do it. Um, so I tend to find this being a very sensitive area for them. And if I have skin stitches, they tend to want to chew at them a little bit more. So I prefer to do it under, underneath with just a little tissue glue to hide everything. And 99 out of 100 times, there is no problems. All right, so we've placed the knot at the one end. So now we're going to start going back and forth with just a little passage just underneath the skin so that we can pull the skin edges together. And now to the left side. And now we're going to do a bite on the right side. I would say the incision itself is about an inch, long, oh, inch length in total. So it's not a very large incision. And it will heal very, very quickly. So now back to the left side. And now back to the right side. Again, we're making sure we put enough in here that it will close up nicely and it will hold together. And finally, one more on the left side. And there we go. And now we'll create some edges of the two stitches and we will tie them together into a knot. We'll use at least four throws. We don't want to make the knot too big so it will be too difficult to bury, but you want to do at least four because then it can, it will hold together and it won't come loose or apart. And then we're going to use a little tissue glue to close up the remaining spot. And there we go. And that's closed up now. So now we're going to discontinue him from anesthesia. And we're going to take him back over to his uh, cage where we will do a post-op laser treatment. We're also going to give him a microchip underneath the skin above the shoulders so that he has a permanent identification. Um, and then he should be done. We're going to stimulate him to awake. And I'll come back one last time once he's more awake. And we know he's stable, and we'll do a final ending. 
All right, so welcome back to For the Love of Pets. This is Dr. Shreves again. We are now out of surgery with our patient. He has uh, started to wake up. We have pulled his endotracheal tube as he's swallowed several times, indicating that he can breathe on his own and move his uh, epiglottis out of the way of his trachea so he can breathe. His color is good. He's actually starting to lift his head a little bit. We did place a microchip subcutaneously above his back so that he has a permanent identification and the owner can also uh, consider... Um, uh, a uh, lifetime dog license. We just took his temperature. It's 101.1. Uh, we will continue to monitor his temperature, heart rate, and breathing until he is fully awake and stable. Uh, he will stay the rest of the day with us and then go home this evening with some pain medications uh, to help with the discomfort and the swelling from the surgical area. Um, we don't send home with antibiotics usually. Uh, however, if it, we always advise the owners to watch. And if there's any concerns that an infection may be developing, to please call us, um, and we will gladly you know, get them in for a recheck. Um, so that is a neuter surgery. Um, pretty straightforward, pretty simple, and pretty quick. Um, and he's doing great. So we're going to sign off for this week. I hope you uh, enjoyed um, our little neuter surgery and you kind of give you a little more idea of how it's done you know in case you ever have your dog taken care of every doctor is a little different every doctor has slightly different techniques that they've learned over the years but this is the way I do it and my patients come through with flying colors so we're going to sign off for today so have a have a wonderful day have a wonderful week and remember always love your pets because they're always going to love you this is Dr. Don Shreves from the Pots Grove Animal Hospital signing off for this week